This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, everybody. I'm Ben. Whoa, boom. I'm Ashley. Oh, no. Ashley, wait. Ashley, try again. I, we cannot start a podcast with Waboom. That is that's retired and out, and <laughs> no one ever like, talked about. It sounded like that's what you were going with. No, no, no. I just say hi, Ashley, please. I just need to get that out of my memory. Hi, I'm Ashley. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> How about we start talking about last night's episode? I think we have to start off talking about Dean. Um, everybody knows that I'm friends with him, and I don't care. But I have to say that there's nothing about his behavior last night that I can defend or condone. Mm, wow, really? What What about it? I just think it was just sleazy and completely insensitive and thoughtless to be hooking up with a girl in public in a pool in front of the face of the girl who you slept with the night before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I, I was. I was watching this uh, whole episode, Ashley, and. I, I was jotting down my notes, which I usually do, and and I actually wrote, and, and I don't know how this will come off, but I wrote this episode of Paradise was extra sexual, not just because of the uh, the scenes of people hooking up, but because of the the connotations and and the verbiage and the words being used to kind of explain sex, right? I mean, through this through this podcast, I think we're going to talk a lot today about uh, virgin shaming, which yeah. was a topic that you tweeted out about. Um, about the same thing you just talked about, how Dean hooked up with a girl right after hooking up with Christina and, and how that fits in the paradise. And is that acceptable in paradise? Is it totally non-acceptable in paradise um, or not? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of themes going on in this episode that I thought really stood out to me. And Dean's was definitely one of the ones that was hardest for me to watch. Not yeah. only because they black boxed his crotch the whole episode. I mean, the guy was walking the whole around episode? with a tent. I mean, it seemed like it. Every time I'd see the guy, it was black boxed. I didn't notice other than that one time where they woke up in the boom boom room. No, I mean, because then at the very end of the episode, remember that she like truth or dared him? Oh, the one where she, he was oh, trying to one. get up with his uh, mind? Yeah, Monday night's episode. She truth or dared him, and she said, I truth or dare you something, and then they bleeped it out, and the next thing you know, he's closing his eyes thinking about dirty thoughts so he can, you know, yeah. arouse himself. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> Whoa, failed, or he lost it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Ashley, you'll be able to answer this better than I can. Is it acceptable in paradise? Uh, let's take maybe sex out of the equation for a second here to hook up with somebody. So you're making out with somebody and then a couple hours later, make out with somebody else in front of that person. Is that an acceptable act in paradise? I wouldn't think that's an acceptable act anywhere in life. I would agree, but paradise is different, right? I mean, you are there to meet somebody and there are multiple people to meet at once. I'm not claiming it's okay. I'm just asking you. Paradise is a little bit of a different world. Or does paradise still hold to the same standards we should be held to in life? I guess that I'd be hypocritical in saying that's not okay, considering on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette is going around and kissing a zillion people at the cocktail party, you know, or during group dates. Like, that's just something that we've become accustomed to. Um, In paradise... (sighs) If they were making out and then he made out with another girl at night, I guess that wouldn't have been the biggest deal. But I think it was totally different with the fact that she even admitted that they had sex the night before. Yeah. I mean, I think at that point, right? I mean, and and let's let's make this clear. Ashley and I both like Dean. We both know that Dean 
is young, but that's not an excuse for this behavior. It's not an excuse because a lot of guys have been 26 on the show and have not behaved so insensitively. Exactly. So for this for this topic, we are not condoning Dean's behavior at all. We actually, if he was on here, we'd say we believe you made a mistake oh, yeah. that you didn't handle the situation well. But we like Dean, but we do have to criticize the situation. Oh yeah. And it isn't fair at any time in your life to sleep with somebody and then move on. Even if you move on from that situation, you have to handle that maturely. I believe personally, as a man, you need to confront the situation if you're going to end it and move forward. Is that true? Oh, yeah, totally. I I just think that, okay, so when he keeps asking Christina for patience, my interpretation of this now is like, hey, like you emotionally and mentally, you're my girl for that, but like, I kind of want to get my rocks off with Danielle and get her out of my mm. system because, as he admitted, that's more of like a, an attraction, a physical attraction thing. Yeah. I mean, and- Unfortunately, and I think this is one of the other things that makes me very uncomfortable to watch during this this last episode, was he's in a pool 15 foot from Christina. I'm so confused. Was that an edit? No, that wasn't even an edit. It couldn't have been no, an edit. No, because they had the camera was... facing both. You could see the pool and the, the, the seat she was sitting on. I was going to say maybe they're on the other side of the pool, like where she couldn't see it because there's like a little bridge. But no, you're right. I mean, I don't understand... What mind, like, how drunk are you to, like, not realize how hurtful that is? I don't yeah. think that being drunk is an excuse either. No, I don't know if it's ever an excuse no, for, I don't think for behavior so. like that. No. I mean, so Christina's hurt, right? I mean, she's obviously hurt. She she has strong feelings for Dean. I think Dean did say it best. He said, you know, I think Christine, like Danielle's feelings for me will never get to where Christina's feelings are for me. Right. I mean, she cares a lot about him, and he knows that. So, Ashley, just – for our listeners and and from a girl's perspective, because I think it, it is a, good to hear, how should Dean have handled this um, if he finds himself okay? Say this is the situation that played out. He ends up sleeping with Christina. Uh-huh. Okay, he makes that choice, and then he wakes up the next morning and he feels the the guilt or the regret or just the non interest in Christina anymore. Okay, yeah. we, you know that happens. We we hear stories about that happening. How should Dean have handled it to be in the most mature? way for us to forgive him move forward and still consider him the guy that we all believe he is well i think they probably slept together during that week you know um where they were off camera so i don't think that like everything would change with just them sleeping together that one night okay um but if you're asking me how do you just like break up with somebody and then in a in a in an arena where they're going to be seen be seeing each other again is like that more of like the question I, I'm not even that. I'm saying, okay, put this in the real world, right? So, say he, you have somebody that you're interested in, you guys, uh, you become physical, you become romantic with this person in whatever way. You know, it doesn't have to just be sex. Yeah. But then you find out, hey, I'm not that interested anymore. How can a good breakup, like, how oh, should somebody? Oh, I have break an answer to this. I have an answer. Okay. Look, okay. Well, I'm asking, so I want to hear that. <laughs> so the this is the best answer. Um, when Wells was on my other podcast a couple of weeks ago. He said he kind of figured out the best way to break up with somebody through a friend of his who breaks up with people by saying, um, I like you, but you're I know you're not my forever person. And right now I'm looking for my wife and I just don't think you're that. But I think you are beautiful and, and such a smart person, you know, great personality. Yeah. So I think that is actually super less offensive because that way I can take it less personally. And then it kind of switches it on you where you're like, you know what? I like this guy, too. But is this my husband? Probably not. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's interesting, though, because I think about that, and it's fair. I mean, that's not lying. That's a very authentic way to explain uh, how you know, where your feelings are going. But I'm just putting myself now back into Christina's shoes, and I'm thinking, so say he Dean does that, right? He confronts situation, explains himself, and says, you, you know, I'm just not seeing this as my forever something. And then the next moment he's making out with Danielle in the pool. Does that make the situation worse or better now? Uh. Well, it's always going to be worse to see the girl and him making out with another girl hours after breaking up with you. But when he says, I'm trying to find my forever something. Like, yeah, then I'd probably and- be like, that girl isn't your forever something either. That's your hookup girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think then I'd be like, oh, well, Dean's probably just not here to find his forever wife anyway. You know, last week on on our podcast, we we had a great segment that I really enjoyed talking about. Oh, wait, Ben, you're right. I, I I'm understanding what your argument is here. It's like, well, if he's telling Christina this and then goes and and makes out with Danielle, how does that make any sense? You know, that's yeah, still exactly. just as hurtful because it doesn't fix anything. It doesn't fix anything in this situation. I don't think he could have won. I really don't think he could have won wow. unless he told her, "Hey, you're looking for something more seriously than I am right now." Yeah. Well, you know, and you're right. I mean, I don't know if he can win in this situation. And last week, as I was saying, we had a great segment. And it was fun to talk to you about, Ashley, because you do have great perspective into this stuff. And, and I always learn a lot about kind of the girl's perspective from when you're, from what you're saying. And we talked about how some people can get away with doing everything. Mm-hmm. And some people can get away with doing nothing, you know. You know, for some people are so criticized like dean was last week we felt like you know diggy or diggity or whatever his name is <laughs> was doing the same thing that dean was doing and so we asked our listeners to email us in and, and we've been scamming through and scanning through emails all week reading these these responses and a lot of the responses were explaining the situation with dean and diggy differently by saying you know dean's acting like he is boyfriend and girlfriend with these girls. And Diggy is, is kind of keeping it at a distance. He's being very clear on the fact that he just wants to get to know these girls. And so maybe Dean's biggest issue is that he is falling hard way too fast. Do you agree? Uh, I just think it was that they met on the first day. And then they okay. were given more time off camera. So I don't know if it's him falling too fast. I think it's just a matter of, like, he was given so much more time with Christina than he normally would have been. Actually, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I am because there was a comment that was made this week as we were watching the episode from Dean to Danielle and and told Danielle the day after or the the day of, you know, him and Christina waking up next to each other. And he said, you are the type of girl I could fall in love with. Yeah, I know. He's so, not, he's lying there. He does not mean that. I cannot believe those words wh- came out of his mouth. How can we claim he's lying? No, how can we? Maybe he's falling too fast. Maybe we, we need to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, Dean, your biggest issue is that you're not putting a boundary or a guardrail up on your feelings, that you're just jumping in headfirst, that you're infatuated with these women, and you're speaking from a place of infatuation and not yes. wisdom. Okay, there you go. He is speaking from a place of infatuation, of lust. Of lust. That's yes. I mean, yeah. So, moving forward. Wait, you know what? Right? I want. I don't know if this what? is going to tie into this conversation, but it kind of does because you mentioned how Chris he admits that Danielle will never catch up to the feelings that Christina has for him. It was interesting because we saw a similar storyline with Raven, Sarah, and Adam because. Sarah's all in. She's like, I like you. I know I'm not as much of a mystery. I know as, I'm not as much of a chase, but I am here for you and I am invested. And she's like, you seem to be more drawn to Raven just because she's not so easy to get. Um, hmm. Right? 
So is wow. is it also a chase with Danielle and and Dean? And guys just um, love the chase. Like, do you have to play hard to get and never be open with your feelings right off the bat? Um, you know, I think the mystery is always something that's attractive to to both sexes. I think mystery is always intriguing. Um, my my answer would be because I have been in a very serious relationship, and I don't know if I learned this until that relationship is at some p- point you you have to make the choice to give up the chase. Um, good relationships are, 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 I guess, lasting relationships aren't always easy. They're hard. And, and the chase and the mystery, it doesn't have to go completely out of it, but it does kind of get taken away because you become partners. And so the thing that, you know, you have to do as you enter into a committed relationship is choose to give up the chase. And if you don't give up the chase, you're always going to be looking around to see what the next best option is, what the new shiny thing is. And that will always ruin you. It will always ruin the relationship. Your heart will never be content. But one of those beautiful things in a committed relationship, which I believe that Dean and Christina were acting as if they're in a committed relationship, is that you now have a partner that supports you and that you don't have to longer have to worry about being um, mysterious, that you can be confident in who you are because you know that person's always going to have your back. Uh, I don't think either of them completely gave themselves that. I think that I used to be way better at the chase, but also, also that being said, I'm really good at playing hard to get when I don't like the guy. Like there's this guy texting me like as we speak and the first date was completely chemistry list, like just lacking, just uh, force and horrible. But of course, because I was like, okay, bye. Um, He's been like texting me to like meet up again for like the past month. I'm like, dude, like we couldn't even talk for an hour. Um, Okay, anyway, so back to the chase. (laughs) Um, I think that this show, like, makes it so hard to balance being mysterious plus, like, getting the rose because they're like, be open, be open, like, tell them how you're feeling. And then you do it, and then, because you need the rose, and you need to be, like, in some sort of committed relationship, but then how do you, I don't know. I don't know. You're right. No. You're completely right. Um, this show makes it difficult to date. Uh, but one thing that doesn't make it difficult to find clothes is Latote. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ashley, we got to give a shout-out to one of our favorite sponsors, Latote. Can you mm. handle this for me, please? Um, I think so. So Latote, guys, is the best place to go. It's a website. If you don't have time to shop, if you're looking for something fashionable but you need help putting together an outfit, like matching the pants or the shirt, Latote can help you out with that. And if it doesn't fit perfectly, not only is it going to get delivered to your door, but you can just package it right up in a package that they give you and send it right back and they'll get you another size. It's a one-time box um, of stylist selected clothing that is handpicked just for you and is conveniently delivered to your door. The personal stylist hired from Latote will help you find the looks that you like in all your favorite styles and sizes. And it's going to just come in this little personalized box. No subscription required. You order your box for a fee of $20, and then they apply that fee to anything that you want in the box. Are you kidding me? It's like my own personal stylist? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you're going to go to latote.com slash select. That is L-E-T-O-T-E dot com slash select to start. Enter the promo code almost famous at checkout and we'll give you a $25 purchase credit and we'll even waive the styling fee for your first box. So once you sign up, you'll receive your stylist 
selected box within just days. You just order the box whenever you like it. You keep the items you love. You return the rest that you've un you haven't worn. Then you'll be charged for only the pieces that you keep. It's so easy. So just go to latote.com slash select, type in the code almost famous, and feel fab about all your stylist selected fashion that has been delivered right to your door. Ashley, I would love to feel more fab. But you know who kind of feels real fab right now? It's the Tickle Monster. And we have him on the podcast right now in one of our most famous segments to date called Wait. Who the heck are you, Tickle Monster? I've been wanting to talk to you so much because you creep me out, and I don't know how, I don't even know your first name. Please, what's your first name? Hey, it's Jonathan. How's it going? That's yeah, good, man. Hey, uh, I'm kind of kidding about you creeping me out. Um, oh. you, you, I'm going to give you a second here to explain yourself a little bit so that, uh, because I, I mean, I'm looking at your resume right now. You're a doctor, right? You're a real doctor. Correct. Yeah, my uh, what, what kind of doctor? Family medicine. Well, so I see, I work in a clinic. I see all ages from newborn babies until elderly. Okay. Well, I mean, so so you got a great career. But, um, but, 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 did you feel like the girls in paradise were really interested in you because of your career? Because every girl wants to marry a doctor. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I kind of got mixed, mixed opinions from them. So uh, I, I, I try not to, I try to be aware that that's a possibility, but try not to think that that's what everyone's after. Yeah. It's definitely not hurting you. I'm telling you that. I would love to be a doctor. I just don't got the brains for it. So I, I talk on a podcast <laughs> I think, now. I think you do. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Jonathan, you're known as the Tickle Monster. As I said before, I'm kind of kidding about you creep me out. I, but I hear great things. I hear you're, you're a super nice dude. Uh, that you're one of the most, you're one of the nicest guys that anybody's ever met. You're smart. Uh, the ladies last night on the, or the ladies this week on the episode were saying, you know, how good looking you were, how sweet you were. Please explain to me where in the heck the tickle monster thing came from because I need, I need something so I so I feel a little bit less scared over this. A little situation. weirded out. You yeah. feel a little bit um, better for my patients that they shouldn't be worried about me tickling while I'm trying to examine them. Yes, exactly. Well, you know, it, it all started with just just like an idea. I was trying to think, you know, how can I make a good impression for Rachel and. I knew mm-hmm. she wanted to meet someone that would make her laugh. And I was like, what's the easiest way to make someone laugh? You know, you tickle them. It's so simple that no one's ever even thought to do it. So I, I just kind of went out there and I was like, I'm going to kind of distract her a little bit and do something to tickle her. And, um, you know, luckily she laughed. I was thinking in my head, what am I going to do if she doesn't laugh? I probably yeah. was just going to get back in the limo and, and drive away. <laughs> you told me something funny. But- that um, you get random strangers asking you to tickle them, and when they're below the age of 18, you feel kind of creepy? Yeah, that's oh. a little weird. You know, I, I think, I, I don't know about weird, but it's just kind of awkward, you know, when people ask you to tickle them. I mean, it's one thing if, if I'm with my family and my nieces and nephews, you know, you're playing games, whatever, tickling, but the total strangers, <laughs> I, I usually kind of, I kind of draw the line um, between, like, family and, and, and just total strangers tickling, and and yeah, I do. I get people all the time, uh, random DMs on Instagram asking, "I'm ticklish. You can tickle me. Can you guess where?" I mean, it's uh-huh. uh, oh, pretty, pretty insane. But yeah, then I, I got in the house, and people just started calling me. You know, oh my gosh, you tickled her. Then they started calling me tickle, and then one thing led to another, and next thing I know, I'm a, a tickle monster from Florida. So, I, you know, I'm pretty goofy guy. I'm pretty laid back and pretty lighthearted. So I just fully embraced it. 
Why not? I mean, it just shows you that the decisions you make, even and even the smallest ones, will affect the rest of your life. And <laughs> and Tickle Monster, I have a feeling that for the rest of your life, your fingers will be in somebody's side, and that that's something that makes me very uncomfortable. Let's talk about Christine. Hey, hey real quick, Christine. are you ticklish? What? I, <laughs> so here's that's here's what I half the situation. You. Are you ticklish? Yeah, I mean, so here's half my problem, Jonathan, is um, I am so ticklish that I have friends in college that used to sneak up behind me and tickle me because I give out this very high-pitched, squealish scream. Um, I think that's why if I'm why I'm watching you tickle people. It makes me so uncomfortable because I can imagine being in that same situation as Rachel and, and the ladies in paradise. Um and screaming and kind of showing the world for the first time my laugh that has been kept quiet for a long, long time. Is it like a Chris Soul's dolphin laugh? <laughs> no, it's more of like a... <laughs> oh, my God. I've never been so oh, turned wow. off by you. <laughs> oh, Ashley. Yeah. I, I try not to make it, like, creepy. And I, I've encountered a few people, and I'll say that jokingly. I'm like, are you ticklish? You know, and, and they're like, actually, one time someone held me down and, like, tickled me until I peed my pants or... I'm like, okay, we're going to stop. Oh, well, this should be the time to tell you that if you did tickle me, I would probably fart and then pee my pants. I will I will always be and then like if I fart then I'm laughing in addition to it, so because it's all a funny situation and then I'll pee because I'm laughing so hard. Ashley. I just thought I'd be super honest because like I know people are going to like to hear that because it's true honesty right there. I agree. No, you I, I like your transparency, Ashley. I just, I, I know you don't like the, the imagery, but no, you're the best. Um, <laughs> all right. So tickle monster, yep. be honest with me. All right. Have you at any moment, do you feel like landed, um, somebody of the opposite sex because of your tickling habits? Like post show, have you ever been asked to tickle somebody and later that night ended up kissing them? Because of my, t- like how good I am at tickling or just because of being the tickle monster? Both. Um, I, I think, yeah, definitely there's been a few people no. who, based on being the tickle monster and being on the show, definitely have, you know, just kind of like you say, people after you just because of the doctor thing. And obviously I've had people come up to me just because of being on the show and being the See? tickle monster. But I, I haven't, like, converted anyone that's like, oh, I'm, I'm not really sure about this tickling thing. And then I tickle them, and they're like, oh, I don't know. Now I kind of like this. So there's, you're there's saying. No that I've converted to tickling yet. You're saying that there are tickle monster groupies out there. The, oh, for sure. I mean, I. Where is this world going to? It's 50-50. This I is messed up. I get a lot of love, and I get a lot of hate. So. Are you taking advantage up. of the groupies? I, I wouldn't say taking advantage of it. Um, I'm embracing it. I'm, I'm by no means, like manipulating anyone or taking advantage of anyone or using it to my advantage. Um, Alrighty. I, I don't think you would be. It doesn't really seem like you. And ex- it, watching last night's, or watching this week's episode, it was really clear that people really enjoy you from the franchise that have met you and been around you in person. Uh, to get to the show a little bit, because you know, I could go on and on about this this sure. weird fetish with tickling, um, but we got to well, move it's on. It's, well, okay, it's a habit. Um, so... <sighs> The habit of tickling, you you show up to Paradise late. Is it weird to kind of enter into Paradise super late in the process? Yeah, it's a it's a little it's a little different. I mean, you you definitely coming up with the the card stacked against you. You know, it's an uphill battle. You got a lot of work to do. It's it's not like you just got an open table. I mean, I have a date card, but still, 
um, you know, at this point in the game, a lot of people are starting to have relationships and, and already kind of made connections. So you're going to have to really find someone that was really wanting you or, you know, just kind of look for someone who hasn't found someone already. I mean, and then we're going to do – we don't like the character bash on this episode or on this podcast. It's not It's not our game, so I really don't want this to happen here. But what's your thoughts on Jack Stone? I was mad at him last night. I mean, you go on this great day. You seem like a great guy. Um, this girl's into you. You come back, and within five minutes, you know, Jack Stone is pulling her aside and then kissing her in front of you. I'm not a fan of it. I was upset with him. Uh, I was I was on Team Tickle. Please explain your thoughts on Jack Stone right now. Uh, Jack Stone and I are like best friends, which is what makes what? the whole thing like so awkward. It's like and we're practically like roommates um, fighting over the same girl in paradise. And so, you know, I think we kind of had the same idea. You watch Jack and he sees me kiss her and he's like, hey, what's the crap Jonathan doing kissing my girl? And then yeah. I turn around and come back and I'm like, what's Jack doing kissing my girl? So, uh, you know, we definitely – I you know, create a little controversy there, but, but I do like Jack Stone. We're, we're pretty, pretty close. Well, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a Jack Stone fan right now. I'm, I, I'm on your team until he handles this situation better. I'm, I'm not going to, not going to support it. Um, maybe I'm we not can, into it. Uh, I think we can roll our uh, last question for tickle monster into our next segment. Did the fact that Kristen, Kristen, right? It, it's spelled Christine, but we'll go with Kristen. She it's Kristen, right? <laughs> Kristen, correct. All right. Um, she thinks that she's the virgin in paradise. Like, LOL, you guys, that's my title. She could try. But um, so how did you feel about going on a date with a virgin? <laughs> Is that I a turn off or a no turn on? Idea. No. I, I had no, no idea going, on, going into it. And then I don't even remember how that came up. It was like later or whatever or something. And someone's like, you went on a date with a virgin? And I was like, what? I mean, it by no means changed my impression of her, changed nothing, but um, I was just, I had no idea. So everything you saw me doing, everything, the way I acted was just totally um, non-judgmental at all. Okay. That's lovely. Yeah. I mean, um, do you feel like, you know, Tickle, I want to hear your thoughts here. Do you feel like (laughs) Jasmine was extra mean during this, these couple days that you're in paradise? She said no one wants to hang out with the virgin pina colada. I was personally victimized. Um, I, I think Jer- Jasmine is a very outspoken woman, and when she thinks something, she doesn't even think about it. She just says it. She says what's on her mind, what's on her heart, and sometimes mm-hmm. that's not what people want to hear. So yeah. I, 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 think, I think Jasmine was Jasmine. I, uh, you know, I, I don't. And we, we'll roll this into the next segment here because I think it's a topic we need to talk about. But um, I don't really appreciate Jasmine's uh, reaction to things where she quickly pushes people away. In fact, she made the comment last night at some point like, all right, done, cooked, bake, put a fork in it, move on. I don't appreciate it. But you know what I do appreciate that you put a fork in? Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe (laughs) delivery service in the country, Tickle. I'm I'm not kidding you here. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting up the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. In their meals, all right, this isn't just your everyday, you know, show up to your, your... 
your front door kind of food. I mean, in their meals, mm-hmm. it's basil, pesto, chicken with summer vegetable, panzella, sauteed shrimp and green beans with globe tomatoes, spinach and orzo pasta, whole grain pasta, and summer vegetables with heirloom tomatoes and caprese salad. I mean, I could keep going here. I have a whole list in front of me. Uh, it, it, it really is incredible. So here's the deal. This is what you're getting with Blue Apron. It's affordable. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasoned recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. You have variety. Choose from a variety of new recipes each week. Or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. I like to be surprised. When you get tickled, you're surprised. Recipes are not repeated within a year, so you'll never get bored. Are you, are you, let me repeat that. Recipes are not repeated within a year. But Ben, what if I find a favorite that I want to eat all week long? Then go for it, Ashley. All you have to do is request it, okay? Because it's what flexible. What if I've never you tried can... Blue Apron? Oh, we could get you a discount. I mean... It, it sounds so good that I feel like I have to try Blue Apron. Here's how you do it, okay? You're going to go in. You're going to go to blueapron.com slash famous. Okay, first you're going to get on there. You're going to check out the recipes. You're going to kind of get familiar with the delivery process. It's free shipping. Then go to blueapron.com slash famous. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash famous. If you type in almost famous, you get Ashley. Bring it home. If you type in almost famous, you're going to get your first three meals for free. With free free shipping. shipping. So go to blueapron.com slash almost famous. Thank you, Jonathan, for coming on the Almost Famous podcast today. We appreciate you. I'm not kidding. My pleasure. Uh, You're you're tickling, did creep me out, but you're not a creepy man. Uh, I hope to meet you one day. Uh, Continue doing great things um, in in the area of medicine. Thank you for talking to us. Uh, We appreciate you. See you guys. All right, guys, let's get to the callers. We asked them about their thoughts on Jasmine, whether she was too mean to Kristen, too mean to Matt. Let's hear what they got to say. First, we're going to Caitlin in Pennsylvania. Hey, Caitlin. What up, hey, man? how are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm great. What do you think about Jasmine? Okay, I don't know. Honestly, I think she's a little harsh. Okay. Um, The whole Kristen thing, I think she... She came on to Kristen way, like, too strong. Like, I feel like she already had a bad taste in her mouth. And it's, like, honestly, it's not like her and Kristen were friends prior to the show. So the fact that um, Kristen wanted to take Matt on a date, I feel like she should have been more mad at Matt rather than, like, making Kristen feel, like, terrible about herself. That's a really good point. Did did Jasmine mention to Kristen at all – during that break that she was into Matt, I forget. I feel like this rings a bell. Well, I mean, when Kristen came in, Jasmine was like, yeah, so Matt's off the hook. Like, he's not available. But then Kristen took Matt aside, and she asked him, and he said, oh, she said I wasn't available. Like, that's not true. I'm still, like, looking to date. Yeah, well, that's all Matt then, you know? Jasmine really can't get annoyed at her for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's also like she didn't really establish like they weren't actually in a relationship like Taylor and Derek are. So. Right. 
this whole thing confuses me. I, I mean, I, I almost called Ashley last night, uh, Caitlin, because I, I'm not understanding this whole Bachelor in Paradise deal, right? I mean, you're dating so many people, and there's so many options. There's new people coming in every day. Like, where, How do you define the relationship in Paradise? Caitlin, I, I want to hear your thoughts first on how you define the relationship when you're in Paradise. And then I, I guess Ashley can be our expert um, giving us this <laughs> advice. I don't know. Honestly, I'm with you, Ben. Like, it all kind of confuses me. I actually, I was gone last night at a concert, so I just watched the DVR of last night. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, fresh in my head. But um, I don't know. I think the whole thing's weird because you go in and, like, you know everyone's going to be dating everyone. And it's not like, I mean, yeah, there are some failures relationships that come out of it, but I feel like you have to kind of go into it with an open mind, like, kind mm-hmm. of expecting anything. I, I agree. Ashley, I, I, we got to hear your thoughts. You're the expert here. Yeah, I want to hear you. I think when it comes to defining the relationship in paradise, it's very similar to how it is in the in the real world. I think that you probably tell each other like, hey, I'm not going to be dating anyone else. And they're like, oh, great, because I'm not interested in that either. That's just how it goes. And if you don't have that conversation, I'm pretty sure everybody's free reign. Right. And I, mean, I think that's okay. where Jasmine and Matt kind of were at fault because they didn't really mm. have that discussion where it was like, I think Jasmine went into it thinking, okay, it's just Matt and me. But, like, Matt never said that she w- he was only going to date Jasmine, you know? Right. And I guess it's got to be mutual. I have, you know. Yeah. 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 As much as I would have liked to, as I said on the show once, claim my stake, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't do it unless the other person's all in, too. You know, right. Caitlin, before we move on, because uh, we're going to have to take some other uh, callers here, but I I think you, you you seem to have a pretty good perspective on this, and Ashley uh, definitely does. I've got to hear her talk about it for the last many weeks. Um, one thing that really frustrates me, and this whole thing around Jasmine, right, was she too mean or too nice? I think she was too mean. She cut people off too quickly, I think. She, she right. discounted people, which I don't appreciate. But then she did something – that I don't know if most people kind of catch on to, but it really frustrates me. And I want to hear if I'm just crazy or if I'm completely alone or if everybody agrees with me. And it's this idea that once Matt left, then she makes the comment, I'm just trying to get the rose, which Mm -hmm. kind of makes me cringe every time I hear it anyways, because it's, it just doesn't have a lot of significance in life, but it is almost this manipulation process where you're, you're trying to attack the weakest person out there or the one person that's loneliest and make them like you at least for that moment so that they feel like they have a chance and they want to give you a rose. If, if that makes me mad, like in those moments, everybody should be getting mad at those people. Yeah, I agree with that. This season seems to be all about getting the rose when there's really no connections being made. They should have, I don't know. And then I think, when Matt swooped in, like, he left, and then Jasmine was like, I'm not getting the rose now. And then he came back to give Jasmine that rose. I thought that was a super kind gesture, and Jasmine kind of was just, she was still upset with him. But, like, he went that extra mile to come in and save her so that she had a chance with somebody else. I agree but she with just you. wouldn't give him the benefit. Yeah, that was lame, the way she acted. I thought she was going to be, I thought she was going to be very grateful and relieved at that moment, but she wasn't. Yeah, because everyone was, like, swooning, and then she just wasn't having it. Um, You know so what? So ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It makes me fired up. It <laughs> makes me fired up. So with that, Caitlin, we're going to have to send you <laughs> off to go punch a wall. All right. I'll go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for, for joining guys. us. Thank Appreciate you. It. We're going to move on to Tweety in Florida, who has the opposite opinion. She thinks Jasmine's being too nice. Hey, yes, I definitely Tweety. Did. How you doing? 
I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Why do you think she's being too nice? Because I I feel like Kristen definitely did it on purpose. I don't she kinda was acting like she was All right, all right, all right. No. I kinda agree with you there. I actually feel like Kristen just went in with a plan to make out and be with anybody who would bring her along in the process. I don't think she really had any feelings for Matt. Yeah, I agree. She was just sabotaging. Possibly. Hmm. It's so interesting that you guys feel this way because I I just didn't. I I really watched the whole episode thinking, you know, maybe Jasmine, maybe mean isn't the word you want to say. She was too... Dramatic? um, Extra? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe... Maybe too protective of of Matt. I mean, I just felt like he did give her signs. He 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 was very clear in his feelings. Uh, she could tell that he was kind of pulling away, and she, as she kept pursuing, she just made it harder on him to to be with anybody else. So he finally just had to choose to to go out and date somebody that I don't even know if, if they were that into each other. Yeah, I don't think that Matt's really into anyone. Hence, why he left. <laughs> right. Good right. Point. That's a good point. All right. Um, well, so, you, so you both watched last night's episode. You're thinking Jasmine was com- completely fine in her actions. There was nothing wrong with it, and and that everybody else was overreacting. Yeah, I do. You yeah, know, I think she okay. kept it classy. Yeah, Tweety, okay. while I have you on the line, I have a question. Were you extremely yeah. thrown off by when Derek said F you to Oh, Taylor? my gosh, this yes. This is being so I overlooked. Like, I hear that properly? <laughs> that showed a dark side. And I would not have accepted his apology in that moment because his apology didn't seem too genuine. Ben, did you pick up on this? Yeah, I do. I I mean, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, um, I personally thought maybe she should have just taken his rose and been like, I'm done with you. Not a bad idea, Ben. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, Maybe last night was one of the first times that I just felt like a lot of things were going on that were, were not authentic and genuine. I mean, does that make sense? Like, I just felt like a lot of last night's episode I was watching just kind of not being sold on the fact that people were really out to pursue relationships. And they were more just out to either protect themselves or to keep their eyes open for whatever and walk down the stairs next. I Honestly, right. I think this, this season of Paradise has been entertaining, um, but, but I'm loveless. not getting the, But loveless. The, you know, the one – here's – Here's a topic we should talk about before we let you go here. Mm-hmm. And I have this down in my notes, and, and I was just scanning through my notes to see what else I want to talk about on this podcast. But I'm getting a feeling that the Amanda and Robbie situation is similar to the Evan and Carly situation. Am I wrong in this feeling? No. I, I'm kind of feeling my heart towards these people. Okay. So what's interesting about Robbie and Amanda is that they've both come from prior seasons, so they've been around this a little bit more. It may not be as like a sparkly, shiny new process for them. Uh, they've like had the the fame of it all has sunk in a little bit. So now they're like just kind of confiding in each other because they're on a different level. Like they're not really in it. I don't really think they're in it just for the fame. I think that they actually want to find somebody. Yeah, I mean Amanda I hasn't think- talked more than a few words all season, which I, I actually find um, encouraging because I think she's keeping b- below the radar to possibly find somebody. She's not out to make a name for herself anymore. Right. Right. I definitely agree. I, I think that she's really in it for love and she doesn't want to move. I believe what she says when she says she doesn't want to move too fast. And she, I think she's in it for the right reason. 
Yeah, yeah Amanda and Robbie are seeming like to be the most genuine of this bunch. But uh, hey, Ben, you just kind of like breezed over that Derek thing. Well, <laughs> well, honestly, yeah, honestly, um, I I kind of have opinions on that that I don't think will be the most popular. Well, why not? I don't. Why you think it was not a big I mean, deal? Well, no, I think it's a huge. I I felt like in a sense he was getting bullied into a situation. Does that make sense? Um, am I explain. am I wrong in that? How so? Uh, I mean, I think I was seeing a side. It's Taylor, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I was seeing a side of Taylor that we saw on The Bachelor, condescending, um, a little belittling, yes, a little exactly. therapist, like yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think she's using that therapist card to kind of say, "I know how to handle this, and you don't." And as a result, you need to just follow my footsteps. And I don't think that's fair to him. And and so I watched it, and and I'm not. I mean. I've I've wa- loved watching Taylor this season. It's been a completely different person than what we saw in The Bachelor until now. And I, and I listened to this conversation. I felt bad for him because he couldn't process through his feelings. Like it takes a while to come to the right answer. Reaction is never the right um, thing in situations of arguments or disagreements. And he so he didn't want to react. He was taking his time. But he did react. And, right. and well, and then I felt like he was belittled for it. And I don't appreciate that in a relationship. It's not that's not a healthy habit. I guess. And so that's my notes from last night. I wasn't going to really talk about it because I, I don't. I guess I'm still trying to process how I felt about that conversation. But it was just the. It was just that one phrase, the way you said it. Right. Yeah. No. I feel like when you're in a relationship, that's not the best <laughs> go-to word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What exactly was the phrase? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally spacing on this. I don't have it in my notes. You don't remember when he's? Can you believe it? When he said that he was like, "Fuck you." No, I don't remember that. Oh, maybe yeah. I missed that part. You definitely missed it then. <laughs> yeah, because this is not a Ben Higgins approved line. No, no, that's not fair. No, not fair at all. Um, not good. Wish we would have talked to him about it last week. He was on the podcast. Um, I, you know, I was cooking dinner while this was going on, so I must have missed it. My bad. Were um, you cooking your blue apron? Yeah, I was cooking my blue apron. Um, no, I, but I still, I guess, <laughs> even with that being said, I kind of still stick to. My opinion on their follow-up conversation was there was a little belittling. I felt he was a little bullied into it. But, yes, he should definitely have apologized and felt terrible about that comment to her. That's not that's not the right way to talk right. to anybody, yeah. woman or man, in any relationship. While right. I found myself to like Taylor more this season, and I think she's beautiful, um, I still would not want her to be my therapist. I find her to be, like, <laughs> the worst person to talk to about feelings. Yeah. I, I mean <laughs> – I don't. I don't know if we could. We could even remember one moment in in her career on The Bachelor that we felt like she's handled a situation well, especially warmly. When it comes to the <laughs> Normally, yeah. Just I, I said warmly. Always... <laughs> warmly. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I wonder why that is, but on. I mean, I want to see them. I want to see them survive because when we talked to him last week, Ashley, he really did kind of have the, I felt like he had the feeling um, in his voice when he talked about Taylor, that things were still going very well. Yeah. Yeah. I think they probably are doing well, but we'll see. Okay. We got to move on though. We have way more Jasmine to talk about. Yeah. Are, well, yeah. So. Are you ready? Well, thank you Tweety for staying on the line with us for so long and giving us so many opinions right now. We have to move on to Marie and Emma. Marie and Emma, hey guys, how are you? We're good. You're in Vancouver, home of Caitlin Bristow. Yeah. Yay. All right. What do you think about Jasmine? Um, We thought she came in on a little strong, but it made for good TV. Like, I was waiting for her to put either 
Kristen or Matt in a chokey, personally. I was super into that, but I don't know. <laughs> Where did the word chokey come from? Nick's yeah. season, did you watch that? <laughs> oh, of course we did. No, I was talking about Ben. <laughs> Um, Ben, to inform you, Jasmine was known for the chokey on her season because she sometimes likes to give guys a little choke when she's frustrated with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, she yeah. really restrained yeah. herself. But she did jump on him. She straddled him and she made out with him right as he got home from that date with Kristen. What did you guys think about yeah. that? Yeah, we didn't really feel like Matt was that into her or else I don't think he would have said yes the other date. Like we understand that that's the premise of the show, but I don't know. He just didn't seem that into it. And then he tried to go home and then she kind of threw a tantrum. I think she needs to read that book. He's just not that into you. Yeah. It's also a movie. Yeah. So watch it. Yeah. I've Wait. seen it just because I've seen it doesn't mean I take its advice, but I'm aware. <laughs> oh, never. <laughs> never. Exactly. Yeah. Um, can we backtrack a second? So, who exactly were we talking to? Are you sisters, best friends? Like, who? Are, we're what's best what? Uh, I was gonna say you're giggling and laughing and f- like completing each other's sentences. This is one of the cutest yeah, things I've heard in a long a, time. Yeah. We spend a lot of time together. We do. Yeah, we're best friends. You sound like Ashley and I. We we we, we, yeah. we giggle and we complete each other's sentences. <laughs> it's really nice. It's really special. <laughs> who would you guys uh, want to date in this motley group of bachelors? Oh my god, none. They're all duds. They're actually all duds. And I don't know who they're going to pick for the next Bachelor, but we think it should be Chris Harrison. Honestly, it's Chris Harrison for next Bachelor. Chris Harrison has a lot of following. He's a lot of backing on this. I know, and you should host the show. I think Ben and I would be the best host for a Bachelor, for a Chris Harrison Bachelor season. Yeah, I think it's a great audience. I'd tune in. I would for sure tune in. When would one you? day when the sh- the show really jumps its final shark, that'll be that'll be what happens. Yeah, well they yeah. I mean maybe season 50. Yeah. Okay. You know you know yeah. the show is is hitting its final legs when they ask Ashley and I to host a Chris Harrison special. <laughs> we, uh, Honestly, there's no I more going down. That's rock bottom. Before you girls leave. <laughs> What were you saying? I think that's hitting its peak. The show's not hitting rock bottom when that happens. They just need to switch it up. Yeah. Yeah. We need a fresh start somehow. Anyway, you guys, yeah, yeah, exactly. before you leave, I want to go back to that question. So you guys wouldn't want to, you wouldn't date any of these guys because you think they're total duds. And I have to agree. I think this would be like the first tearless Ashley I season had I been on Paradise. I don't think any of these guys are worth my tears. Yeah, I agree with that. No, honestly, we mm. miss you on the show. Yeah. Aw, that's very sweet. Thank you. I count my lucky stars I'm not on this season. <laughs> I would be Alexis. I'd be like, peacing out, not faking any relationship to stay around. These guys are not worthy of me. Oh, oh for the sure. The only good one is Wells. But oh, Wells is yeah. awesome, yeah. Well, Wells he's off a, limits. Wells has a big following. He's, he's uh, Yeah, he, he Maybe he's Wells loved. could be the next player. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for your feedback. We we really yeah. hey, yeah. love you. Too. Thank you for listening. This is so meaningful to us. Oh yeah, we're big fans, huge fans. Thanks, guys. How old are you two? Oh. Uh, we're twenty five. Okay, perfect. So you drink wine, right? Oh, uh, we send it on a regular basis. Yes. All right, to send you out here, I got to talk to you then about Wink. Wink is the world's first and only personalized wine club. We've all want to be a part of a wine club. Now you can be a part of one. It's Wink, W-I-N-C. Wine and pizza are the perfect combination for watching Bachelor in Paradise. Wink 
gives you access to ex- exceptional wines. Okay, they're so good. Listen to this. They're so good that I bought for my mom's birthday a year-long subscription uh, to Wink Wines. That's that's how much I appreciated them and how how much I liked them once they sent me, sent me a box. It's 100% guaranteed, all right? So you go on this website, and you kind of take this quick survey on what kind of wines you like. You know, do you like smoky? Do you like peppery? Do you like citrus? Whatever. And And Wink will then pick for you a selection of wine that they'll send to your house. I mean, it, it really actually is incredible. I've appreciated it. I know you'll appreciate it too. Once you order, you can skip any month. You can cancel any time. And they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, as I mentioned before. So you never have to pay for a bottle of wine that you don't like. My mom likes them all so far. I've loved them. Because you listen to the Almost Famous podcast, Wink is offering listeners $20 off your first order. When you go to trywink.com backslash almost famous, that's try, T-R-Y, wink, W-I-N-C, dot com backslash almost famous. They'll even cover the cost of shipping. So let me summarize this real quick. Satisfaction, 100% satisfaction guarantee. They send a wine to your door. If you don't like a bottle of wine, return it. Don't have to pay for it, right? And they'll pay for shipping. And because you listen to the Almost Famous podcast, which I hope everybody does because you'd be better for it, you'll get $20 off your first order. So, hey, order Wink right now, W-I-N-C. Bye, guys. Bye, Marie. Bye, Bye Emma. So here, here's the deal. This whole podcast today, um, we've we've kind of skipped around these big issues, right? I mean, I feel like this week's episode of Bachelor in Paradise, not – didn't exactly bring us the content to talk uh, for long lengths of time in this podcast, but the underlying tones of the episode and Corinne's interview gave us some big topics to talk about. So to close out the podcast today, we're going to run a little longer. I hope our listeners don't mind. Um, we have some some big topics here. We're going to talk Corinne, and we're going to talk Corinne with, with a caller from Amanda um, and hear her perspective on the matter. And then we're going to jump from our caller uh, to the topic of virgin shaming. Um we, we've talked about uh, virginity before on this podcast because my co-host has stayed true to her morals and values and decided to, to stay a virgin up until this point. And that's not exactly – we don't want to make this personal. What we want to talk about is why are people shaming others for their virginity? That is a topic I'm passionate about. I know Ashley's passionate about. It's not okay with me. Um, but before we do that – Another really big um, kind of fiery conversation was a situation that happened in Paradise earlier this year between DeMario and Corinne, and both of them now have had a chance to talk. DeMario last week, which we talked about on last week's podcast, go back, listen to it. It's it, it, We go into it. This week's Corinne. Right now we have Amanda on the line. Amanda, are you out there? Hi. How are you guys? Good. How are you? We want to talk a little Good. Corinne. Are you down? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm down for anything, but uh, Corinne, last night, I mean, I thought, <laughs> sorry, I thought it was interesting hearing her talk, uh, at least speak for the first time in public about what had happened. Um, up until that point, I had only seen, like, the legal statements and all that stuff, but um, for the most part, I thought she was pretty genuine. I definitely felt for her in every aspect. Uh, like, when I compare it, though, to when DeMario was speaking, I thought, I don't know if, like, he like rehearsed it more if it was like more genuine i don't know i don't I'm, i've never been in that situation so i can't like judge but he seemed to me a little more genuine i don't know what do you guys think about that i think they both genuinely 
think that it's a horrible situation that they wish never happened. I feel like Corinne was very genuine last night and um, just being apologetic towards everybody it affected, including DeMario. I think she feels horrible about the kind of light that the controversy has put him in. Um, she clarified that she was victim. She, she was she felt a victim to the media, not actually a sexual assault victim. And yeah, I definitely got the vibe that she really wanted to clarify that that's what she meant by it. Yeah, I, I think I can, I, can I express? Don't... I'm going to express the thought here on that, and I want you two yeah, to kind sure. of talk about it. I wish she would have, if if that's how she feels, which I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying she does or does not. I wish she would have clarified that then once that comment got released and she saw the the kind of rabbit hole it was taking everybody down. Um, she should have came out and said, I'm not a victim to DeMario. You think I'm she should have said media. it before yesterday? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've yeah. waited months for this. And yeah. and as a result, there's been a lot of accusations made and and, and, and things have gone, gone awry then. If that's how she felt, she should have clarified it earlier. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that um, she's especially with support you had. Oh no, you're breaking up. Oh, sorry. I, I was just saying. Sorry, my connection was bad. Uh, I was just saying that, considering the legal and like the social support that she had, whether it be from like the Bachelor um, family or her her own family or just fans in general, I think that she, by all means, had like the power to come out again and clarify statement. Mm-hmm. Yes. But again, we I guess we won't know unless we're in that position. But um, I'm glad that uh, both of them decided to talk. I think that was that showed a lot of character on their part to come out, confront the situation, um, and speak openly about it. Because you know, rumors spread. Like I said earlier, accusations are made. Um, at least now we've heard from both parties, and and I thought last night, uh, Corinne. In my opinion, the whole time, I, I I felt like she was genuine. I felt like she was authentic. I think she was on both the verge of, of tears the entire time. Got, um, yeah, got put into a situation where they were, um, they they weren't expecting to get it to. The one thing, um, that I will say with both parties is you can just tell they're ready for it to be done. Like yeah. they're talking about it, and it's almost just like, yeah, I'm emotional. Yeah, this has been terrible. It's a terrible, but I just want to be done with it. And I think that's kind of the feeling I got from Corinne last night. I agree. There's one thing that I don't really believe in what Corinne said, and that is uh, she's definitely warned of the side effects of her medication, especially about drinking on them. Um, She can say that she forgot or was never told, but, you know, when you get the prescription, you're told. I'm on a prescription that I'm not allowed to drink on, you know, whatever. I'm not allowed to get sloppy on, and I was on on the show— and I was worn many. Actually, I just like that you have to clarify. Like I'm on one that you can't drink. I mean, you can't get sloppy on. Well, you can. Well, they tell. They would tell me, you know, you can't drink on it, and I'd be like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I won't. I won't go party hard on it. Um, you're warned. You're warned. This, you know, um, you're discouraged you against Sorry. it. Um, quick question. Did you guys have any inkling that she was on medication while also consuming alcohol in paradise or you guys, that was the first time you guys have heard that? Uh, I was, I had an inkling. Oh, okay. We've, you know, we, we had, uh, when, when we were doing like, um, our conversations about the bachelor in paradise controversy, 
uh, you know, we did have right. a lot of callers and people that were on the show or within the show calling in and talking to us. And that was always something that was kind of either brought up as more inquisitive, like I wonder if, or saying, yeah, I know she's on medication. I wonder if that's what she took and then started drinking. So we never knew for certain, but no. we had this idea of right. something else was going on here. Um, because she was correct when she said that the side effects of drinking on medication like that, it'll black you out, but you'll appear lucid or as, as Chris Harrison said, normal Corinne, which is probably like wild, but also like conscious. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So well, um, we're both safe now and everything is well. Yeah. Again, I mean, how crazy is it that we're kind of wrapping up this huge controversy or and, and very large conversation that I hope has opened the doors for people to talk uh, more openly about situations like this, right? We ne we never want this to have to be hidden or for people to feel shameful for, for feeling certain ways. Or if Corinne did feel like a victim, we want her to be able to express that so that people can come around her and love her well. But how crazy is it that Bachelor in Paradise that we're now watching started with a controversy that that literally shook the United States. I mean, it was all over everything for so long, and now it's finally kind of coming to an end. The Bachelor in Paradise scandal can't come to the phone right now. Oh, because it's dead. <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. And it's just crazy also that, like, after all Wait, what was that? Time out. Go back. What was that? <laughs> it was a Taylor Swift friend, friends. Oh, I didn't uh, know. All right. <laughs> That's good. I had to add a little pop culture reference to make this podcast as relevant as possible. <laughs> oh, my. Hey, uh, well, thank you for uh, for calling in and talking Corinne with us. No worries. I love you guys. I listen every week, so keep keep it up. Love you hey, for listening. Hey, make sure to listen to this podcast because uh, this week's podcast, surprise, surprise, you're on it. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice, nice. Well, take care, guys. Thanks, you too. Hey, thanks. All right, Ashley, let's transition here um, into a conversation that was that was kind of brought up last night as, as you and I were talking and then a, a, as we watched um, Bachelor in Paradise. Um, we, we've had some people write into us, right, mm -hmm. um, kind of asking the question of what's going on with the virgin shaming, yeah. right? We don't seem to shame people for their actions that are anti-virgin. Um, which we shouldn't. Shame is never a pop; should never be done. But last night, and it kind of feels like this weird element of throughout the Bachelor franchise is being a virgin is always such a surprise, and then it also is used as uh, for the first time last night. And I'll and I'll talk more about this once I hear your thoughts. It was used as a manipulation tactic. Yeah, it, it definitely it's. It was used last night to bring another girl down to make her seem less worthy of love and attention from men. Mm -hmm. We got an email from Laura, and she says, It seems like anytime there's a virgin on any Bachelor franchise show, they're constantly publicly criticized for that personal choice. Recent examples, when Ashley was on Bachelor in Paradise, one of the girls scoffed at the camera by saying, What man would want to take somebody's virginity? That's just bad sex. Um, yes, I remember being, I remember watching that and feeling kind of crappy, but I also knew that, well, never mind. And now Jasmine's comments about it being ridiculous that a man would choose Kristen because, quote, no one wants a virgin pina colada. And he's implying that if he was looking for a wife, he would never want that. Why is it that slut shaming is considered wrong, but virgin shaming is fine? Mm -hmm. This is a great it's topic. That is, it's legit shaming. 
Like yeah. a lot of people tell me, like whether it's to my face or behind my back, that no guy is gonna be interested in me these days because I'm 29 year old virgin. Like guys don't want to quote deal with that at that age. And mm-hmm. there is some matchmaker out there who is always talking about how I just need to get it over with, mm-hmm. and that nobody wants nobody wants someone like me right now. And I'm like, great. Thank you for making me feel super good about my moral choice. Yeah. You know, you've been nothing but great and honest and open through this podcast with kind of your situation. And I know, you know, Becca has joined us earlier and and she kind of has a very similar story to yours. You share your story openly, which I appreciate. Um, But for for the sake of this conversation, Ashley, I want to, I think it'd be interesting if you kind of, took yourself out of that. You know, yeah. if you, if you pictured yourself, if you just didn't have this personal opinion at it, and we looked at the situation in general and we said, uh, kind of like we talked about a few weeks ago, how difficult is it? Do you think emotionally for somebody to kind of carry, um, to feel shameful for the action, like to, to have to, to close that, hide that in. I mean, Jasmine made those comments and, and it's almost like if you aren't, if you are a virgin, you are less than I am and, and what you can bring to a man and I, and I just, I, I cringe at that because it's so untrue and so false, but it was how I felt after those comments were made last night. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say, but that's exactly how she intended for that to come across. Like, why would he want anything to do with you if you can't give you, him that? I, I want to then, there was an interesting moment with Kristen last night, though, as she was talking to, uh, was it, was it? Dan, no, who was it? Daniel. Oh yeah, Daniel is like a horn yeah. dog. Yeah, and and so I want to then kind of come into this conversation and and quickly wrap it up because I, I don't want to spend too much time on Daniel. I thought it was disgusting the stuff he was saying last I, night. I, I thought I, so too. Daniel's but, Daniel's humor it's it's not humorous right now. It's he's crossed the line. Last season he was funny and sarcastic, but I thought it seemed mean spirited yesterday. Yeah, and it felt like he was trying really hard to be funny with every comment he had. He came in very confident, very cocky. Um, I didn't appreciate it. I thought it was disgusting. I I don't think it's the way you speak to women. Um, But I'm trying to remember what conversation it was exactly. But there was – Kristen was kind of talking – uh, and sharing her virginity like, you know, I have something now one up on everybody else here, which I also I, I don't think is a fair fair way to speak. Right. So we have these two sides, right? You have the slut shaming, you have the virgin shaming, somewhere in between. We agree as a podcast and as host, none of that shaming is appropriate at, at any time. And it should never be used to leverage somebody's uh, or to manipulate or leverage yourself on somebody else. That's just not... Somebody should like you for who you are as a person, not what you've done or have to offer physically, correct? Correct. And I think it's a little bit strange at this point that the franchise is trying to, like, exploit the virgin. Like, it's it's a thing now. Like, why Mm. do we even have to discuss uh, sexual history? I mean, is it – I guess I grew up in um, small-town Indiana – uh, most of my friends and most of my family friends were a part of, of a great church in, in Warsaw, um, you know, very conservative community. I know a lot of virgins that are in their, you know, late twenties, early thirties. Is it that rare? I mean, I guess I, I've, I've grown up in a world where it's not rare at all. No, I have grown up in an opposite world where before the show, 
if I was making new friends or something and that topic came up, then I'd be feel so weird to talk about it. I've never never felt comfortable talking about it until the show had me talk about it so much. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. nice that girls uh, who are in my boat look up to me to a certain way and, like, I make them feel normal. Yeah. Ashley, you have done... Um, to kind of close off this conversation, I, I think it's weird. It makes me feel uncomfortable. The shaming of, of those kind of things, I, I don't get it. Um, I, I, I can't quite wrap my head around how anybody, um, first off, kind of with Daniel's comments, how anybody can speak um, kind of so vulgarly and so demeaning towards people. Um, but Ashley, you've done nothing but lift yourself up, lift others up in the process of this conversation. Um, I encourage you, I guess, to continue to share your story because Aww. it might be the only um, encouraging truth they have to this topic. And we need young women and men out there to feel confident in this, in the choices and decisions they've made. Um, so please with that right into the almost famous podcast. Um, we have a great email set up that I'll actually share in a second. Um, but we're right in with your thoughts on the slut shaming, virgin shaming, kind of the shaming in general of your sexual choices and acts. Um, and then how, maybe if you feel comfortable enough, how that's affected you, uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, and, and we'd love to hear your opinions. And then if you get a chance uh, and, and you've been encouraged by Ashley and her story, write in and tell her. It means a lot to read, um, and, and it keeps us uh, passionate about speaking openly about our lives because if not, there's really no choice or point to, to us being so transparent with you all. Yeah. Um, Ashley, and what's the email they can write into? They can write into Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. I get tweets all week long about this, so if you're listening right now, make sure to write it down, Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. And yeah, like Ben was saying, I think um, a lot of people say, like, thank you for making me feel normal. But when you email me and I read these emails, I'm like, well, thank you for making me feel like I have a little community of my own. That's right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We're not, we, you don't feel alone here. So, hey, speaking of not feeling alone, we've asked uh, writers and listeners to write into uh, that same email on last week's podcast. And we have some great emails out there to, to read and discuss. Ashley, you want to run through this real quick? Yeah, let's get a little more lighthearted now. So this girl, Melissa, has two questions for us. One, when you were on BIP, did you get to see your episode before it aired? And did all the people on the show get to see how they were edited before it goes out for the world to see? Well, Melissa, we do not. So (laughs) it makes for difficult Monday and Tuesdays because especially if you're on the West Coast, you're seeing people react to your behavior before you're even seeing it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, what do they show? What's being aired? You kind of feel defenseless in the moment because, you know, you just you never know what they're going to show. And you're not always able to, like, talk about the the full story because, you know, they have to crunch in the entire story into a certain number of hours every week. So it's hard to watch your edit before being prepared to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and let's let's be clear here too. I, we hear a lot of excuses from people on the show, like I got a terrible edit or that was a bad edit, and and I have yet to watch um, an episode or a scenario that I've been a part of that the editing um, was f- not how it went down. Yes, yes, it's cut short, and yes, there's things left out, but the overall tone of the conversation, or overall tone of the the situation, is always, um, I would say fairly accurate you're getting a good depiction of of the events and the personality so um you know you can be nervous and i've been nervous before for for an episode but for the most part if you felt like you stayed true to yourself you're fine you have nothing to worry about 
Um, yeah. We have another. We have another email, don't you? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna make you feel awkward. Um, oh, that's my favorite. Let me. <laughs> Please. Okay. This is from Brianna. Hi, Ben and Ashley. I'm wondering about something that nobody ever talks about. Why is this never brought up? I'm talking about the fantasy suites and the women having that time of the month. Talk about killing the vibe. Does this happen? Oh, geez. <laughs> does this happen? And what on earth do girls do if it does happen, especially for the lead bachelorette? I'm assuming that most girls run the pill or that they just pray for good timing. What do you think? Love you guys, Brianna. <laughs> What a good question that I, I I don't know if I can answer. True, um, <laughs> truly, I've this has never even crossed my mind. Uh, what a great question. No, I mean it's kind of a question that kind of transcends the bachelor reality with the real world reality, right? So that can happen. Um, it's real life. It's the real world. And I guess my answer would be if that was the situation that existed. First off, we've been very clear: the fantasy suite doesn't always include sex. That's not. That's not the purpose behind the fantasy suite. So the purpose behind the fantasy suite is getting to know somebody better than you did before because there's no cameras around. I would hope, I guess in my situation as The Bachelor, um, that people felt confident enough just to be honest about their, what their situation was. Um, I mean, it's 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 life. It's it's natural. It's the real world. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate maybe. They'd be maybe embarrassed or, like she said, just a big buzz killer. But um, – you still have eight, nine hours together to get to know each other, to talk life, and that's exciting. And that's really what I was hoping the fantasy suite was, not anything more than that. Yeah. I mean, if you're really intent on getting sexual, I would say that there's other things you can do. And <laughs> <laughs> I guess some people are out there are like, wait, I don't want to get engaged to someone that I haven't like experienced everything with. But I don't think that's like really what's on your mind heading into the fantasy suite. I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean you're right. I mean, if you're that like, if if you're going to propose to him, you should feel comfortable enough be be open and honest about your situation and then you you figure it out together. I mean, that's what partnerships for, right? You you figure life out together, the ups and downs, lows and you know, through sickness and in health, you know, thick and thin, that time of month and not. You're, well, you're together. Well, that's another topic for another day. So, um, but you know what I always have happen on my period? I break out on my chin <laughs> in the hormonal area. But oh my God. thanks to BioClarity, I keep those pimples away. So if you're looking for something to change if you, to change your skincare routine and help you feel confident in your own skin, well, I have the thing for you, and it's called BioClarity. It's a three-step system. It's natural, and you use it twice a day, and like a lot of the things that we sponsor, they're delivered straight to your door. It doesn't have any harsh chemicals, and BioClarity helps you maintain that healthy skin that it's not too dry, it's not too oily, it gives you the perfect balance, and it helps do that with antioxidants that are found in green tea and chamomile and cooling cucumber and oat kernel extracts. So no benzoyl peroxide, which I don't know about you, makes me red, irritated, and flaky. With BioClarity, you're not going to get that. So let me tell you about this system. First, you're going to cleanse with the rich foaming cleanser. Then you're going to treat it, and this is going to penetrate your pores and attack that bacteria to clean it, to clear up any acne that you may have, and to prevent other pimples from happening. And then you're going to use the Restore Gel, which leaves your skin feeling smooth and refreshed. Our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. 
That is a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you know how it goes. You have to enter our code, which is FAMOUS. So head over to BioClarity.com, use our code FAMOUS, and tell me what you think. This stuff is the best. Ashley, great job there. Really uh, really glad that you shared us about BioClarity because it is a great product. Hey, everybody, this has been a packed podcast i mean we had a lot to talk about a lot to break down we had a special guest um tickle monster and some great callers and emails please call in email us all week we love hearing from you you know ashley and i do this podcast not just to talk about the bachelor at bachelor and bachelor in paradise but to kind of relate the topics that are present in that show with the real world so we need you we need you to write in call in tell us your personal stories send us encouragement from listening to the podcast whatever it is but we want to hear from you so we can help relate this back um to the real world we, we want to share our life with you uh we want to be transparent with you we want this podcast to not only be fun and entertaining but also heartfelt uh, because we all need a little community and we hope that community is here with the almost famous podcast so with that This has been the Almost Famous Podcast. I've been Ben. And I've been Ashley. And we appreciate you. We appreciate you. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.